Did you know that the brains of people who are chronically burnt out show similar damage as people who've experienced trauma and that burnout reduces the connectivity between different parts of the brain, which can lead to decreased creativity, working memory, and problem-solving skills? Vanessa Van Edwards. It's incorrect to assume that burnout is just an emotional response to long hours or a challenging job. Instead, scientific evidence shows that burnout takes a profound physical toll that ripples well beyond our professional lives. For this week's Brain Fact Friday, I want to cover the importance of understanding how serious workplace burnout is at the brain level. After releasing our third interview this season on work burnout, I realized just how important this topic is to you, the listener, with all the comments that came into me this week on this topic. There's a serious need for us to all recognize when we have too much on our plate so we can take immediate action without feeling like we're giving up on our company, ourselves, our goals, or our dreams. I also don't want to discourage anyone from putting in the extra work or effort that's required to reach the top of your industry or whatever it is you're working on that might require a push at this time. So my hope with this episode is that we can find the right balance to get to wherever it is we're going in one piece so we can enjoy life when we get there and have enough energy left so we can continue moving forward and attain new goals, reaching new heights and achievement along the way. For returning guests, welcome back. And for those who are new here, I'm Andrea Samadhi author and educator with a passion for learning, understanding difficult concepts, and breaking them down so we can all use and apply the most current research to improve our productivity and results in our schools, our sports environments, and modern workplaces. On today's episode number 213, The Neuroscience Behind Work Burnout, we're going to look at what's happening in the brain when we're under considerable workplace stress so that we can recognize this often swept under the rug concept and put some solutions into place immediately to prevent the effects of this epidemic called burnout with an understanding of what's happening at the brain level. Using cutting-edge techniques, integrative research teams are demonstrating that burnout is not just a state of mind, but a condition that leaves its mark on the brain as well as the body. Just as the impact of burnout that stifles healthy professional growth, emerging research shows that the chronic psychosocial stress that characterizes burnout not only impairs people's personal and social functioning, it can also overwhelm their cognitive skills and neuroendocrine systems, eventually leading to distinctive changes in the anatomy and functioning of the brain. Dr. Bessel van der Kock, psychiatrist and author of the book, The Body Keeps the Score, draws on more than 30 years at the forefront of research and clinical practice to show the characteristics of the brain of someone who's experienced trauma. And research now shows that these characteristics are showing up in the brains of employees who are chronically burnt out. So what do we look for? The first is the fear-driven brain. 
People who've experienced trauma or are under chronic stress will have a brain with enhanced threat perception, or they see danger where others see that things can be manageable. So think about this. If you're under chronic stress, do you see threat or danger often? For example, do you think others are out to get you? This could be your threat perception has been enhanced from chronic stress, and it's a signal for you to slow down. Next, look for unusual outbursts or increased moodiness. Burnout enlarges our amygdala, our emotional centers in the brain, and can increase moodiness. So think about this. If you notice someone around you is unusually moody, it might be their brain's reaction to their increased stress. Instead of snapping back at them, see if you can help them to find ways to decrease their stress levels. When we work with our brain and mind, we can find solutions to problems instead of jumping to conclusions or assumptions, which is easy to do. And third, look for the inability to think. Burnout reduces the neural connections in the brain, causing decreased creativity, working memory, and problem-solving skills. So think about this. While under stress, do you find it difficult to think? I relate to this one the most because I can't write these podcast episodes unless the house is quiet. In order for thinking, creativity, problem solving, and memory consolidation to occur, our brain must be working optimally. And I know I've said it often on this podcast, when our brain works right, we work right. And if you can't think, this is a red flag that something needs to change. All of this seems common sense, but just because we know something, it doesn't mean it's common practice. How many of you have noticed these stress-related situations and pushed through, ignoring all the stressors that face us daily? Most of us. But did you know that the World Health Organization added burnout to the International Classification of Disease Index in 2019? It defines burnout as resulting from chronic workplace stress that's not been successfully managed. And our last interview with Dr. Sharon Grossman this week, being able to recognize when we're feeling stressed is the first step towards being able to better manage ourselves before it becomes chronic, impacting our brain and cognition. Christina Maslach at the University of California, Berkeley, developed a way to measure burnout with an inventory that can predict burnout before it occurs. And two of her inventory items we spoke about on our last podcast episode. The first is control. Do workers have enough autonomy? Like the example we use with the employee who had no control over their schedule. How does control work in your organization? Do employees ever get double booked on calls, adding stress and pressure to their day? Or do they have the ability to set boundaries for what they can and cannot do in their day, making their schedule manageable? The second inventory item is reward. Does the company recognize when employees go above and beyond with recognition and rewards that motivate employees to work harder and put in that extra effort? Do they reward hardworking employees outside of their working hours? If not, employees will eventually tire of this hard work without any reward and engagement will decrease. Both of these situations can lead to an employee disengaging from their work. The first example, 
the worker becomes over-engaged, and without the needed breaks, their cognition will be affected, and eventually their health, which I watched happen to someone I know this week while writing this episode, and thinking that person is showing the classic signs of burnout, and sure enough they did before the week ended, and they were forced to slow down. Or the second example will lead to under-engagement without a challenging, stimulating environment, leading the employee to check out mentally from their work, which means their health will also be at risk in addition to their productivity. So what should we all know about work burnout? It's estimated that 40% of office workers in the U.S. and Canada are burnt out, and this statistic is even higher in industries like medicine and athletics, which have a 50% and 60% burnout rates, respectively. This is exactly what we heard from Dr. Sharon Grossman, who works mostly with doctors and high-level CEOs, not to mention even the highly successful journalist, Arianna Huffington, who learned the hard way that ignoring these red flags connected to our wellness will not allow anyone to escape unscathed as she collapsed from exhaustion, hit her head on her desk, and broke her cheekbone when she ignored these signs. For this week's Brain Fact Friday, I didn't want to paint the picture that there's something wrong with hard work. I watch hard workers excel all the time, and they amaze me with their ability to perform at high levels consistently without complaining, just quietly working and hitting goal after goal, moving them forward one step at a time with the tenacity that comes from a mix of their vision and being dedicated to their craft. I just want to highlight that in this quest for whatever it is we're working on, if we notice that something is off, where we're either overly engaged or under-engaged with our work, that ignoring these signs won't get us anywhere. Putting our brain health and well-being first is the theme of our podcast this season. So for this week's Brain Fact Friday, remember that the brains of people who are chronically burnt out show similar damage as people who've experienced trauma and that burnout reduces the connectivity between different parts of the brain, which can lead to decreased creativity, working memory, and problem-solving skills. And if we want to be our best, increase our creativity, solve more problems, and have a stellar memory, then it all begins with optimizing our brain by managing our levels of stress. And with that, I hope everyone has a relaxing weekend, And we'll see you next week with Dr. Marie Gervais, who specializes in the future of work, workplace communication, and productivity, as well as our good friend Cheyenne Pav from Toronto and the Staff Podcast. Our interview with Harvard's Dr. Balan Jalal on the bizarre lessons we can learn from our dream world will be coming at the end of the following week as he's traveling, but this interview is one you won't want to miss. It's going to be an exciting month. Rest up, and I'll see you next week. If you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 